There's nothing you can't carry us through. We, we set our affection on you today. You're the God of all wisdom and understanding. We seek your wisdom as we put our affection on you, Jesus. Lead us to setting our hearts on eternal things and not on earthly things. There are so many things that, we've, that you've created that are so good, but nothing compares to the goodness of Jesus. Help us not to worship anything of your creation, but to worship you as our creator. Jesus, you are the clay. We are the clay and you are the potter. Come shape us and mold us to what you desire for us to become. Take these broken vessels and mold us into something to be used for your glory and purpose and your praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated.
We'll show it later, all right? That's all right. The, the, here we go. Maybe one more time. All right, all right. I'm just going to have to read the scripture today. Um, good morning, Gateway Church. I've always said that, that God is the master of the metaphor. I, I love metaphors because they help me, me understand God's word, and God uses them to speak to my heart. You know that. Um, pretty much every week I, I use a metaphor and it's very, very, very helpful. Today, I want to use this metaphor of the potter and the clay, all right? You didn't get to see the video. It's a cool video. Maybe someday we'll show it again. But the scripture is Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6, all right? So I'm just going to read this scripture. It's just a great scripture. The Lord's used it in my own life. Um, here's how it reads. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you a message. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, Can I not do with you, Israel, as this potter does? Declares the Lord, Like clay in the hand of the potter, so you are in my hand. So Lord, this is your word. Thank you for your eternal word that every day you're speaking to us, God. All we got to do is just open up our hearts and listen, and we will hear your voice clearly. And so this morning, God, as I share my heart with, with your people, this church, Gateway Church, a family after God's heart, that you would definitely give us ears to hear your voice, Lord, speaking to us. Lord, you've spoken to me I, I've heard from you clearly, and I ask that you would empower me now by the Spirit to share this word, all for your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You got it. Okay, let's watch it. All right, we're going to drop. No, here it is. Look at this. Wow. Yeah.
That was worth the wait. Beloved, I'm in the potter's house, and I'm clay in the hands of the potter, and he's spinning the wheel. And he's going to, I'm going to tell you what, what God is doing in me and with me and how it impacts you today. I don't always particularly like what God does, nor do I always understand, but my role isn't to tell the potter, this is what you are to, you are to make. That's not my role. It's not our role. My role isn't to say, this is how you're to make it. This is how you will use it. My role is to submit and obey and trust. He's taken me to the potter's house. And so here we go. I want to share with you my heart today. This is what God is saying to me. Regarding my future ministry here at Gateway Church, he's taken me to the potter's house. And so the story goes like this near the end of our sabbatical and uh, early in our re entry into the ministry, I was praying about my ministry here at Gateway Church. And I was just saying, Lord, I, I need to hear from you. I just, we have to hear clearly from you what it is that you are calling us to do. And so I've done what I've always did in my ministry. I just get down on my face and open up that Bible and read to hear God speaking directly to my heart. And he's never failed. He's always saying something to me. I love, I love hearing God's voice, not... I don't always like what I'm hearing. I just like the fact that he speaks to me in my heart. And he was so kind to me during this season. I heard that whisper. He said, Paul, I'm going to reveal to you what my will is regarding your future ministry here at Gateway within a year. You know, that sounds crazy. It's like, and I don't hear an audible voice. I'm not saying I hear, heard an audible voice, but I know when the good shepherds speak into my heart and I hear them. It's like, wow, God, thank you so much. <laughs> Within a year, I'm going to know exactly what, what you're calling me to do in regard to this wonderful body that you've privileged Deanna and I to serve for, you know, 30 plus years. I just want to know what, what it is that you're calling me to do. And so that was such good news, such good news to me. I said, Abba, thank you for your kind, kindness. And all the while, you know what he's doing, the potter's spinning that wheel, right? There I am, not even knowing exactly what's going on, but he's spinning that wheel, and he's got his hands right on me. And he's, he's, he's shaping that clay pot. It's the same clay. His eyes and his hands are on me, and he speaks so kindly to me. Verse 3 in Jeremiah, it said it, the, the clay was marred in his hands. And that was a picture of me. It was like, Paul, I'm going to use brokenness to fulfill my purpose 
And often he has to break the pottery before he can reshape it into something unique and different. But it's still the same piece of pottery. I mean, I went to the, to the Holy Land and, and uh, went to a lot of excavation sites there. I mean, so cool. And they would, they would do these excavation digs and, you know, the most common artifact that there is in the Holy Land is pottery. I mean, it's just everywhere. Just common, ordinary pottery, bowls and dishes and what have you. And, and at these sites, you could leave the site and there would be a pile of broken pottery all over the place. And you could just, you could fill, literally you could fill your suitcase full of the pottery. And I got the number here, 46052, and you know that when they would, they would take these pieces, they would write a number down, and there's value in this pottery if they can find all the other pieces that bring it together to form whatever it is that the potter had in mind for this. This could be 500,000 years old. But because they couldn't find all of the pieces, and they got so much pottery, they would just throw it on the, the pile. I don't know anything about pottery. I don't, I've never done any kind of pottery. But I know that once the pottery is broken, you can just discard it. And you just throw it away. The cool thing about God is what? He takes that pottery and he just reforms it and reshapes it into another vessel that he wants to use for his specific purposes in life. And beloved, that's what he's doing with me and with my wife, Deanna. We're in that house, and the table's spinning, and we're in the hands of the potter. And like the word says, he's reshaping us and he's reforming us. And I was thinking, well, I got, I got a year. I was like, no, the Lord said, within a year, I'm going to show you. And he put me on this fast track within the last month. And I want to ask you, our spiritual family, Gateway Church, our relationship for over 30 years has been built and established on trust. Amen? I believe I've earned your trust. I know you trust me. It's one of the greatest gifts that I can receive from you is that you trust me. I'm going to ask you to trust me one more time. I know this is going to be very hard for some of you, and I haven't taken this decision lightly. I've agonized over it. I've prayed over it. I've sat up in the middle of the night. I think there's like 263 Christmas light bulbs on my tree. sitting there in silence and prayer 
Will you trust me when I tell you this? Because I know the Lord's spoken to us. It's not I wonder, and I just wonder if I'm doing the right thing. I know. I know this is what the Lord's calling. He's calling me to conclude my ministry here as senior pastor of Gateway Church, effective January 31st, 2018. And he's shaping me and us. He's shaping Deanna and I for, for a new ministry, different ministry. I don't know what that, that is yet. It's like, Lord, wouldn't you think it would be best to kind of have that all figured out first before I take this step of faith? It's like, that's not the way God usually works, is it? Not when I search his word and read the word. So what is my response? It's like the Lord's saying, can I not do with you, Paul and Deanna, as the potter wills? Like clay in the hand of the potter, so you are in my hand. So what is my response to the potter? Here it is. I hear your word. I obey. Everything else is yours to take care of. I was made to lean on you. I hear your word. I obey. Everything else, God, you will take care of. I was made to lean on you. So I want to say thank you. We have dearly loved you. And you have loved us well. My family says thank you. They're all on the front row. It's like the good old days when Deanna and I would parent from the platform. (laughs) And they were all on the front row. And we would be giving them that eye contact and Deanna would be leading worship up here and I'd be up here praying and they would be kind of moving around and doing whatever it is and then they would, we would lock in on them. We would, and they would behave sometimes. My kids love this church. Growing up as pastors, kids, there's a lot of war stories out there. You hear these terrible stories of pastor kids just having bad experiences in the church. I can honestly say, I don't know if I've ever heard a story of theirs where they've said to us, Dad, Mom, we've been deeply hurt by the church. They've offended us and wounded us. It's never happened. Thank you. Thank you for loving us and them unconditionally. You may ask, what's next for you, Pastor Deanna? 
I would just say we're kind of right in the middle of Hebrews chapter 11. And if you know anything about Hebrews 11, it's, it's the faith chapter. And in that chapter, you read about these people who simply obeyed and walked by faith. I've preached a lot of messages out of Hebrews 11. But now I get a chance to really live. Not that I haven't lived or tried to live what I've preached, but I really get to live this one out now. Verse 8, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. And I don't know exactly where I'm going. I've got a couple of ideas, but... It's like the Lord isn't going to reveal that to me until I take that step of obedience and faith. And so I ask that you would pray. I know you will. The question that I had was, why would it be any different for me? Why would God treat us any differently than he treated the people in the Word? That's what it means to walk by faith. So Deanna and I have this fun little statement that we say to each other when we're sitting there in the morning drinking our coffee, praying, just saying, wow, this is crazy. What is going on here? We cry and we laugh. We look at each other and we have this little fun little statement that we now say to each other. We say, now it's time to walk on water. It's time to walk on water. I love the scripture, Matthew 14, 25. I was on that lake, the Sea of Galilee. Who knows, I might have been close to the spot where Peter walked on water. I don't know. But it says, Jesus immediately said to them, there was a storm, he was up in the mountain praying. I think I saw the spot. I I may have been close to where he was at. He sends the disciples out and they're in the boat and it's, early in the morning and it's stormy out. He comes to them. He walks to them. Jesus says to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Peter replied, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on water. If it's you, I'll get out of the boat. I'll walk on water. If it's you, just tell me to come. He said, come. And Peter, what? He got out of the boat, he walked on water, and he came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And, he, and when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And the inference is what? Peter and Jesus walked back to the, to the boat together. And that's where Deanna and I are going to be. We're, we're going we're gonna to walk on water together. We're going to see God do some great, incredible things. And we know he, he will. So the Lord's called me into the ministry. 
It's resh- he's reshaping. He isn't discarding the piece of pottery. He's, he's reshaping it. He's got a different look. And we're just saying, okay, God, we'll obey. We'll obey. So, Gateway Church, it's time for you to, to walk on water as well. The mission is clear here at Gateway. We know it all starts with passion. We're a family after God's heart. We are after God, God himself. We love him supremely with what? All our hearts, with all our soul, with all our strength. It always has to start with passion for God. And out of our passion flows what? Mission. The mission's clear. We've worked on the mission for a long time. The mission is to win people for Christ. Look at what God's done. 17 people came to Christ. The mission is to win people to Christ. It's to build the church. To become more and more like Christ. To see that character and that heart of Christ to be formed in us. And it's to be equipped to do the service. And so I say to you, my dear spiritual family, the Lord's calling you to walk on water. Together we're going to see God do some great things in our lives and ministry and in your own. So I'm going to ask Pastor Joel if he'll come at this time and he's going to close the service for us today. I want to have Paul and Deanna come up and and, uh, I'd like to have the elders come and uh, we want to gather around them and pray for them. And... um, God creates us with emotion. And that's a good thing. And it's our desire to love Pastor Paul. Part of that emotion comes out in different ways in our lives. We struggle with things. We get angry with God. But you got to trust. You have to trust that God speaks. At times when a pastor leaves a church, it's a little bit like a divorce where you're the kid in that divorce and you feel like maybe I did something wrong. If I would just do something different, then everything would be okay. The church didn't do anything wrong. Paul didn't do anything wrong. We have to rest in that. 
God knows what's best. Not what's easiest for us, but what's best. And so we want to commission him and bless him and rejoice with him because God's going to do great things. Let's pray. Lord, you're the great I am. We sang that this morning. Sometimes we just sing words we don't understand how important they are. But if we really believe that you are the great I am, then we must believe that you have a plan. And Lord, I ask that we as a congregation, as a body, would love Paul and Deanna and their whole family. That we would bless them richly as you reshape and remold his ministry. Lord, the calling doesn't go away. The calling is much deeper than a church. It's a relationship between you and a man. Keep that call in front of Paul. Use him in a powerful way. Lord, I want you to challenge our church with some of the words that have been spoken over us in the last year about changes in seasons and what you're going to do in our, in our church. And we wait in anticipation. We wait in anticipation for what you're going to do. And we're going to rejoice, just like we shed tears right now. We'll shed tears of joy at what you're going to do in the hearts and lives of people. Lord, I ask that you would go with us today, that you would fill us with your love, fill us with your compassion. Lord, give us understanding that only comes from you when we don't understand. Bless Paul and Deanna. Cause their relationship to grow closer together because you are at the center of their hearts. And that's what's going to bring them closer together than farther apart is because they love you. And we know that you love them and trust them good gifts for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah, we can clap.
spent a lot of good years together. this this man loves God more than anything and as hard as it is for him he knows it's the right thing to do and I have to trust that and so I just want to encourage you to spend time loving on Paul and Deanna um the best thing you can do is to share stories of how you've been impacted by his ministry. You'll take that with him. Thank you, Paul. know any other way to dismiss us other than to say just be a family right now. Love on one another. Amen.
something so small has become clear to so many things that we need to do to aspire at least to the degree of glory and fail to the degree of glory. Help us in our lives so we can see that you are bigger than us. Thank you. 